All right. Here we are. Sunday call. We've just joined uh, radio. Who wants to do the announcement today? (laughs) I guess you're it, man. (laughs) All right. Well, hey, we get together every uh, Sunday about this time, and we uh, do a conference call where we talk about spiritual things and other strange happenings around. Since we're talking about strange happenings, how's the weather out there? Beautiful. Yeah, we're uh, kind of snowy out here in the Rocky Mountains. Welcome to the call. Patron name hey. and your location, if you'd like. John, John's friend. Hi, John. How's the weather out there? We're just talking about the weather today. Well, it's beautiful today. It's Yesterday snowy too. out here. In the you Rocky know, Mountains. I know. I'm close to you. You know better. <laughs> Welcome to the call. State your name and location if you'd like. Roger in Austin. Roger, Austin. Roger. How's, hey, Roger. How's, the weather, how's the weather out there in Austin? A little chilly this morning. Out in the, about 40. Well, Lynn is, uh, hasn't joined yet, and we're going to teach him a lesson because I'm going to take over. He won't be late again. Now state your name and location if you'd like. Hi, it's Jeannie in Citrus Heights. Hi, Jeannie. Oh, Hi, Citrus. Hi, Is Lynn here? Oh, you sounded like when I thought you were when. Yeah. Oh no, I'm about to. I'm about. I'm about to take over for Win because he's not here. Oh. This is where we say, "Who are you? What do you want?" <laughs> Welcome to the call. State your name and location. You're fired. <laughs> Listen, you. You can't fire me. Slaves have to be sold. Uh-huh. Is this Lynn? Huh? Hello, Wynn. Good morning. Hi, Wynn. I've been take I've been taking over for Wynn. So since I'm taking over, we're not talking about that boring stuff that he usually talks about. Today we're gonna to be talking about timeshare. You ever thought about when you want to go on vacation you wanna have a place that you can call your own? Timeshare is the answer. I hear crickets out there. Mm. Welcome to the call. Please state your name and location. Hi, this is Deb in New Jersey. Hi, New Deb. Jersey. Hi, Deb. I'm joining you. So we're just going to wait and get a few more people online, and then we'll uh, go ahead and start our production today. Okay. I'm looking out the window at a beautiful white wonderland with uh, five-foot-long icicles hanging from the roof. Oh, yeah. We got that over here in the Rocky Mountains, too. Uh Uh-huh. In case anybody didn't know, this is Lewis the Louse from Logan. Okay. (laughs) It is winter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we got icy roads, and you'd think that in Utah, where it snows a lot, the greatest snow on earth and all, that people would learn how to drive, but apparently not. 
<laughs> well, I just find that people are so impatient that they routinely drive recklessly and obnoxiously. And well, my friend had to go through the mountains, you know, dashing through the snow, uh, 30 miles. It took him four hours because of all the cars that were off the side of the road. And the snow plows couldn't get through because of all the cars that were oh, out. Yeah. Yeah, I lucked out with the most recent storm that was yesterday real early in the morning. And I only got three inches of snow, but about 10 miles south of me, they got nearly a foot. And where yeah. are you? Where are you? I am in western New Jersey. Okay. Yeah, I'm from Ocean City. So what did you yeah. say? Edward, I'm in Louisiana now, but I'm from Ocean City, yeah. I'm from back here. But I remember the winners so, there, boy. Uh-huh. So, did anybody have anything? Welcome to the call. State your name and location. Ah, yes. My name is Raiden Knight. Positive greetings from Sedona. Sedona! Hey, hey where's Ben? Go wake him up. He's hey, up there somewhere. Well, he should be awake. Yeah. Welcome to the call. Please state your name and location. Hi, Shirley from Ohio. Ohio, yeah. So, did anybody have anything exciting happen this week? Oh, it snowed. That was exciting. Oh, that's just the weather, global warming and stuff. Nothing yeah. exciting there. <laughs> you know how we know that the uh, global warming hoax is a hoax? See, they say the oceans are going to rise, you know, four or eight feet or something like that. If that were true, if anybody actually believed that, that, you know, counted, you couldn't get a building permit to build something because you couldn't get the insurance. What insurance company is going to uh, insure a building on the ocean front that's going to be, you know, covered in four feet of water? It's not going to happen. Welcome to the call. State your name and location. Hi, it's Terry in Nevada. Hi, Terry. Hello. Hi, Hi, everybody. Hey. Lewis? Yeah. I got to retire you for a little bit, okay? Is this is this win? Did you finally make it? I've been here. I've oh, been, well, been, you know, I'm been, trying to take over for you. Well, I'm listening to you, and you'll have to well, fill out an application, okay? Hey, listen, you. At least I didn't go into my uh, my regular spiel. Oh, that's good. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Uh, well, let's just announce when is here. Uh, we're just going to go ahead and let him take over. Go ahead. Thank sir. you, thank you, Lewis, for saying hello to people. Okay. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> that's Lewis. He's a trainee from Logan, Utah. And uh, did, did you guys enjoy John and George on the call the other day? Yesterday? Yeah. Oh, not yesterday. I was... <coughs> last night, you mean? Yeah, last night. Yeah. 
full time of healing. That's okay. I mean, I thought I really, you know, the way they answer questions, it really sounds like John and George. Did, did you notice that? No. You may not know them well enough to identify their their style. Um, I thought I would open up today and talk to them and see how it sustains. And Shirley, are you up for that? Uh, well, I think I'll pass. You'll pass? Yesterday, I, yeah, I got kind of emotional with that yesterday. You know, it was an emotional thing. Um, I mean, not, yeah. <laughs> it was difficult for me to express what I was getting from them. It was, yeah, I was kind of like overwhelmed. Like, were you emotionally connected to it because you really well, felt it I, was that? Well, I, I emotionally got triggered from, you know, just talking about John's passing and yeah. talking about his, the guy that shot him. It, it was an emotional trigger for me, and then I just went from that to connection with John and, and then George, and yeah, I it was hard to put my myself aside. I think on that, I was having difficulty with it. But right. and I'm not and I'm not used to expressing. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer with something that comes through too. Mm-hmm. If that all makes any sense. Well, you know, it's it's definitely different bringing John and George in than bringing, uh, say, Yogananda in, right? Yeah, yeah. And then Paul and, popped in, too. You know, it's like, whoa. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not used to... Bouncing from like one to another to another to you know like I I just let it happen as it happens. So, hey, now, um, did Paul yeah. say it was Paul? Did Paul identify himself as Paul? Um, you? I I could feel Paul with mm-hmm. the, the one song that you played the um. It was one of the later songs. Um, now and then? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was the Yes. Yes, that was when he came in. For, uh, yes. uh, but he, he was there a little bit sooner, but then the now and then, yeah, that was real strong. Um uh-huh. But that well, was the point he was trying to get across was like about across the universe type thing, though. That's right, right. Basically, yes. I think they said Paul wrote across the universe. Didn't they say that? 
Paul and John both, I think, wrote it together. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else remember? Did they say Paul and John, or was it Paul? Well, I thought of things. Paul and John. It, it was Paul and John. They said it was okay. Yeah. Now, if anyone is listening, and we bring Paul or John and George or any of them back again, um, I'm not saying to believe it's them. Listen how they answer questions, and draw your own conclusions. Okay. Um, I am familiar enough with John in particular and George to a lesser extent that I felt very strongly by the way they were answering questions um, that it was them and that I would think and I'm just hypothesizing here that they would enjoy being public from the other side. They realize, I I realize there's a certain positive aspect about that, which is convincing people that you don't die and you continue. And particularly for George, that would have been... um, a particular, a particular um, positive thing, because George was writing songs at the time with that in mind. So, um, really? Shirley, uh, yeah. Really, I have a question. Um... And this was after we got through, and, and it just hit me. So, like, if if Paul is a walk-in, I mean, he can walk into many, though, can't? I mean, he can still be a walk-in and still be communicating. Yeah. Well, you know, what I wanted to say was that... John did not want me to publicly say what you just said, okay? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Yeah. And in other words, um, well, you didn't say it. I did, okay? I'm sorry. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) But it's, yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm just mentioning that I I think he prefers that not to be public information, okay? Because he doesn't want to damage what Paul has been creating. I understand. In the moment. So I don't want to bring it up again. I'll be careful. Unless John, unless there's a positive reason to bring it up. Okay? Okay. okay. Otherwise, otherwise, uh, I don't know if there's a positive reason to bring it up. Okay? Okay. 
Okay. I was just wondering about it as a possibility. And yeah. 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 Sorry. That's okay. I'm still learning. I have a lot to learn. <laughs> I think the horse is dead. You can stop beating it now. Let's go on to something else. Yeah. Okay. So, in any case, it looks like we're not going to talk to uh, John or George today. And if if we're going to do it again, Shirley, either I will arrange with you in advance or with um, Terry Marie in advance. To make sure it's clear to do it. All right? Thank you. Thank you. That would be very much appreciated. Thank yeah. you. Because I, I do think, I think, it, it, I, I think it's positive to do it. I think so. And um, I think if I would read it correctly, both of them would welcome making the point to the public that you don't die, that you continue. Okay? That's a very important spiritual point, and that a lot of people don't know that, and they probably think that when you're, you're dead, you're gone. And, uh, you know, they have to agree, and you have to agree, and I have to agree to to bring them through, and that it's, you know, it's, it's in, and it's a positive thing for everyone concerned. In the meantime, John and George, sending you love. I'm sure you're listening to this, and uh, you can comment on it next time we talk, even if we have a private conversation with Shirley or Terry Marie, and uh, and make your make your position known, and. Uh, On that note, now I don't know what to talk about because that's what I was going to talk about at this moment. And can we say hello to Terry, Shirley? Yes, yes. Hello, hello. And Cecil has probably hung up already, right? Cecil, are you are you there? Is is Jackie there? Probably not. You know when we could talk about the state of the world and where you think we're heading coming into the next several years? Is that Logan? Yeah, that's Lewis, Lewis and Logan here. 
you know what? I don't think I want to talk about that. And the reason that's true is because we are making a difference. The humans are making a difference. Those of us on the call are making a difference. And if we, if we start talking about what's happening in the world, we act like we're not making a difference. And that's not, to me, a good purpose for the call. I mean, I don't know if you've been tracking the calls, but we've been talking about the Native Americans, the Native American prophecies. Did you hear those? Hear those voices? No, I haven't been on for a while. You usually just come in on Sundays, but you know, there's a lot of there are people making prophecies about what's going on in the world, and some of them are credible people, and and those prophecies probably have a certain amount of weight attached to them. And I made the point over the past couple of weeks, we're talking about some of the Native American prophecies, and some of them were not sounding so good. And I made the point, and I confirmed my point, that Things like that can change with the weight of the one infinite creator allowing a shift to occur. And it doesn't have to be uh, etched in stone. Something is going to happen according to a certain way. You could etch in stone that something might happen. There's potential for something. Usually, there's mitigating factors about whether something can happen or not. And, well, you know, it's a complicated thing. My thing, you know, I I guess you're talking bad stuff happens. We have a chance to regroup and come back stronger. So we can always put a positive spin on things. Well, let me think about it, okay? And I'll come back to it on some other day. And I appreciate your bringing up the idea of it, okay? And obviously, everybody is concerned about being in a world that's going to fall apart. No one wants to be in a world that's going to have terrible things happen in it. And... We've had enough miracles happen on this call that I have definitely gotten the very strong idea that there's a lot of power on this call and that we are communicating the sources that can change the future, future outcomes. And that 
I don't want to let go of that and do something just for entertainment because it's very entertaining to talk about what's going to happen in the world. Everyone wants an expert to tell them what's going to happen in the world. And, and to me, it's a dangerous, dangerous because if you talk about what's going to happen in the world, there's a good chance you're going to lock it in to happen because you're locking it in to happen. And a bunch of people are listening saying, well, we're locking this in. So this is what the future holds for us all. And I don't think that is a good idea. Does that make sense to you? Well, sure, but, you know, we could always talk about medical advances and how uh, we got... Uh, you I'm know, not interested in that, though. Increasing. I'm not, I mean, you know what? I personally... I, I read so much about alternative medicine, and I don't mind talking about alternative things that can work. But I don't trust science. I don't trust a lot of things are not trustworthy. And I don't want to stick my foot in my mouth talking about untrustworthy things. That's me. If somebody else wants to talk about it, that's their business. Or if something is convincing enough that it's legit, it's worth talking about. I mean, there's a bunch of people right now that are, what are they talking about? They're talking about uh, that chair and when you sit in, it heals you. What's that called? Med bed. A med bed. And I think that sounds like a great idea. But I don't have enough evidence to say that it's legit or not. And I happen to know that very often times the negative will put things out to grab people's attention, which are not necessarily legit or trustworthy. And I'd rather not risk talking about things that might fit into that um, panorama. And the most important thing to talk about is this. we are dealing with sources. We have sources that are paying attention to this call and the people on this call and what we're doing. And they have the power to change the course of things. We see miracles happen. Impossible things happen on this call. And I give credit to our sources for changing the course of an outcome that would have been much worse without their um, intervention. And to me, I've proven to myself that that's real. And you may not, if you've been on enough calls, you would know it's real. But if you don't come to our calls, 
you'll miss it when those things happen. And I am not going to uh, uh, go through a whole bunch of conjecture as to what might happen in the future when I'm not sure I believe it. Okay? And okay. I'm not using and I'm not using the tools that we have and the resources that we have to uh impact the future. All right? Otherwise it's just a, a very um interesting thing to talk about. And, and I mean you can talk about geez, the guy who uses the computer and computer programs to predict the future. What's his name? Cliff yeah, High. Are you here? Hi. Cliff High. Yeah, Cliff High. Cliff High, Cliff High. And uh um and I believe that stuff probably has some validity to it. But I don't think it's in the scope of what we want to talk about here. The most important thing is, are what you saying there's nothing positive that we can talk about? No matter what it's Cliff says, we can still change it for the positive. It's, it's not, I mean, we're not just I everything negative. I would say... I mean, we've got satellites going up, providing internet would, to the whole world. I, 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 I would talk about the power of intention to change outcomes. That's the most important thing to talk about. The power of intention to change outcomes. And implementing the Christ consciousness into this realm. That's okay, great. Let's talk about that. Okay. Well... We have, we've talked about it many times. It's like one of our principal themes. And it's, 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 a, it's a sixth density energy that Jesus represented that when people access that energy, they become privy to unconditional love. Okay? And unconditional love has the power to cause miracles to happen around it. And that's all I can say unless we say something to invoke that energy. And we're talking about it, so that probably invokes it. I think what I'm going to do right now is I've prepared myself to play a, 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 an old channeling from Terry that I thought was very good channeling. And uh, I'll put that in the mix now and get off of this topic, okay? Hey, sounds and, good. Let's do it. Yeah. And, and Lewis, I, th I thank you for trying to bring things up that could be effective, okay? I know you mean well, but... I'm giving you all the reasons um, resisting it, okay? I wasn't talking about negative things. That all came from you. I was thinking of positive stuff. That's okay. Yeah, let's do that, uh, that uh, replay, and uh, we'll get on with it.
All right. So we appreciate here we you. Go. All right, thank you. This is June 13th, 2016, Wynn and Terry in Phoenix, and uh, we're in a motel room. We had a meeting with Adele today. You know, Adele is, was Carrie's I say it is. It's hard to believe she's not still. She probably still is in some way. She was Terry Friedman's caretaker for a long time. But um, we are going to, we announced yesterday. You know, yesterday, if you didn't listen to yesterday's call, something happened that was really unusual. And we were, you know, during the first hour of the call, we were doing what we normally do in the first hour, and then the second hour of the call, we do what we normally do. And, you know, we always bring the Elohim in in a formal way on the second hour. But we, we've had the idea that the Elohim is lurking in the background, and they're energetically there. And one of the reasons... We don't just say, here's the Elohim and focus on that. And I don't, and, and you know, when, I, when we first started doing this, I was learning. I didn't know how to do it. I thought maybe that's the way to do it. But um, what I began to realize was what is the desired outcome of doing this work? Why? Do we want to do it? What's the benefit? To give up your power to the Elohim and say, Elohim, help me, Elohim this, Elohim that? Uh, I didn't think so. Although we do that, people ask all the time, and, you know, they do help. But the real, at least from my perspective, the real goal of this work is not to have everyone defer to the Elohim, and not to create some new way of relating to God in the physical. It was not to have create a vehicle that would allow people to empower themselves to make a connection with the higher sources by not disempowering themselves, which oftentimes traditionally there is an element of disempowerment in religion, for example, where you're supposed to do God's will. You're supposed to uh, and if it's meant to be, it will happen. And my own personal experience of life did not validate that. That if I was an expression of all that is, 
then I had to exert my will, and it had to be in accordance with the evolutionary path of the universe, or or the, all that is, or the Elohim, or whatever. But being in accordance meant that it had to contribute to people, but I was creating it. And as you, most of you know, I, I used to create that through my music and through my poems and through my writing. And, and I started to see that each of us is a creator. And each of us has far more potential than we ever access. And as we started doing these calls, I started to see that the rapport with the Elohim was co-creative. I mean, when we first started, when I first started, I would say, well, what do you want me to do? What am I supposed to do? Okay, uncle, you are who you are, and and I think it's valuable that people hear about you. And they never told me what to do. They said, put something up on the Internet at one point. And another time, they said, talk to one person at a time. And... All participants are muted. Within that, you know, what we're doing is essentially out of my creativity, out of Terry's creativity, and uh, and no, no no outside God force is saying we want you to do this, and that's true for every single one of you. It's to, to be able to learn to access your own empowerment, your own ability to create. And it doesn't mean you have to be doing something, well, you know, some people think we're doing something big. I don't think it's big, but it's like, um, it might even be epic, but it's, it's like, it is what it is. And I'm just in the middle of it. And, you know, see, it's very interesting. I'm in the middle of it, and it has a flow. And I ride along with the flow. At the same time, I'm steering the flow uh, to a certain extent. I don't do things out of the flow. I'm in the flow, and I make it stronger. Now, it's interesting. The Elohim has said the way they work with us is that it's like riding a bicycle. And they are like the chain that goes to the rear wheel. So if you pedal, they'll add more energy and momentum to your pedaling. Or if if you're not riding a bicycle, you could say, if you have an intention, they will add more energy and momentum to your intention, which is what creates a miracle. Okay? Well, it looks to us like a miracle or synchronicity. And so the deal is, they don't do that for everyone that has an intention. You have to have intentions that are honoring free will, that are for the highest good of all concerned. And, you know, with the desire to serve helps to create that amplification of your intention. 
So yesterday, uh, you know, on our Sunday call, we started out with our normal, where I'm talking, and I'm talking about whatever I talk about, and uh, it's, I never know what I'm going to talk about. I can't even remember what I was talking about. <laughs> but at some point, the Elohim engaged himself. Terry said they want to say something, and I said, okay. And we didn't do our normal calling it of the light. We were just with them, and they were engaging in our conversation about what we were talking about. And I went along with it, and it was really cool, because it was like we were having a paddle. And um, suddenly we have a paddle discussion with the Elohim on the paddle, and, and they were giving us the respect of the paddle, okay? And so I encourage you to listen to it, because it was semi-breakthrough. And Gary, are you ready there? Uh, unmute yourself. I want to check your sound. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, hi. Is we okay? Yes. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. So we don't have a lot of echo. If we, if we start getting echo, then I'll pay attention to unmuting myself, muting myself after I discuss everything. This has been one of our more amazing um, conversations with the Elohim when it goes under the banner of how the Elohim created the universe. And I think we started it two or three years ago. And I, I was getting the confidence, believe me, I had to get confidence to be willing to talk to them publicly. I mean... First of all, Terry had to be very relaxed so that she didn't feel self-conscious. And people used to complain because, why are you talking so much? Why are you letting Terry talk more? Well, I was talking not because they were interpreting it. Like, I had a big ego and I wanted attention. And it's not really true. I was knowing that to channel publicly, we had to have a great, state of relaxation and uh, and oneness amongst us all and that's one of my gifts to be able to create that and it comes from my background as being an entertainer and being in front of audiences and that once we had that ambience it was easy to channel publicly because we were channeling into the energy of oneness, not into the energy of separation. And, and you know, it's gotten smoother and smoother and better and better as a result of you guys who have been so awesome in your ability to hold the space, hold the energy for what we're doing and hold your love and not uh, make me feel threatened or like I have to argue with people or I have to prove something, me or Terry, and it creates a safe ambi ambience. And the series of how the Elohim created the universe, I think was, um, you know, there were many ways that I convinced myself that this was real. And, um, 
You know, it had to do with the pictures of Terry and St. Catherine. It had to do with all kinds of manner in which they answer questions. It had to do with the consistency of their perspective. It had to do with the way people were being impacted. Because um, I was afraid, I was afraid people were going to put me on a pedestal or Terry on a pedestal. And sometimes they try and tell you you're making a little background noise there. But I don't really want to be on a pedestal. And I mean, I don't have to do this. I don't have to. I don't really need the attention. Um, I probably have done things in other lifetimes and I've gotten lots of attention. And I don't, I don't do this for attention. I do it for service. I do it because I see so many people having great, great um, changes in their life as a result of our doing these calls. And I'm really honored to be the vehicle that can kind of catalyze those changes for people. And I thank the universe for gifting me with the talents and the opportunity to do that. Because like many of you, in this realm, I kept saying to myself, what am I doing here? I don't belong here. And uh, at one point, you know, I still have, this still happens, I was getting dream messages, which I believe were from the rock group. I mean, that's what they said, but there were little bits of verbal wisdom that I would wake up in the middle of the night and write down. And sometimes they were funny. Sometimes they were kind of really deep and sent me into a contemplative state. And one of them was, you finally found a job you won't get tired of. <laughs> of course, if you heard me talk about my past, you know all the different things that I've done this life. Everything from, you know, selling things on the street to working in a TV studio to um, writing songs and poems to God knows what else, you know. But I got really quite masterful with all of them, and I got bored with the idea of doing it for the rest of my life, even playing music. And uh, this is probably, now I'm stuck. I probably have to do this for the rest of my life because it's not boring. It's exciting. And it keeps me on my toes. And it constantly requires reinventing myself to fit the growth of everybody around it, if that makes sense. So um, in this How the Elohim Created the Universe, just it started out with there was one awareness the one infinite creator, that's what they call that first awareness, that could duplicate itself and duplicate itself. And before you know it, there were lots of awarenesses, but there were no bodies, there was no persistence, there was no physicality, and time was still a baby, okay? There was time, there had to be some kind of time. And, you know, with the creation of the universe, 
there has to be the actual creation of time as well as space and timelines. And um, so we are at the bottom of the creation in 3D on planet Earth. This is one of the most densest places, maybe there's other places equally as dense in the universe. And um, and what that means is that it's very, very hard to experience oneness in this realm directly. And it's easy to feel separated, alienated, lonely, uh, corny, you know, all the things of being divisiveness. And even when you know what I'm saying, it's like not easy to shift it. It's one of the reasons we're doing these calls to help be a beacon for people to shift those things in themselves. And um, it's like making a connection with these high sources is making a bridge from the timelines here to their timeline. So when you get on these calls, you start to break out of your alienation. And you start to say, you realize, you know, it's not an ego trip uh, to come from a higher dimension. It's not an ego trip. It's, it's a way of understanding yourself. Coming from a higher dimension doesn't mean that things are easier in this realm. They could easily mean that things are actually more difficult. People that are in this realm and that can find ways of entertaining themselves in this realm and sometimes have far more seemingly fun than someone that came in from a higher realm to take a body. Because when that happens, some level, you have to be kind of creative. First of all, you have to figure that out. You have to realize, oh my God, I'm really not crazy. <laughs> because otherwise, it's very easy to think you're crazy. And then you have to figure out how to integrate, connect with your higher vibrations. And then you have to figure out how to manifest, how to do something that incorporates the higher vibrations. And that to be a big deal. It's like just coming into these calls with something. You know, we have something called team shift. We put people together, and Edna helps keep this going because we put people together with high intent that are coming into our calls, and they have a chance to connect on an ongoing basis, like every day for 10 or 15 minutes and call in the life. And, um, and, and it works it, for people. It helps to shift them. It helps them to talk to other people that don't fit in, and they fit in with each other, and they have empathy with each other. And so if anyone's interested in team shifts, just reply to the email, and I'll make sure Edna gets it. You know, it's up to you. These are ways for you to create yourself and at least, you know, take advantage try some of the things we offer. You know, we're not charging for it. We're nutcases. We're not charging. 
we're offering all this life-changing stuff. And uh, luckily, we're selling enough pendants and other stuff to support the other work. And thank you all for your purchases, even though I know we're giving you incredible products that uh, can change your vibrational level. And, um, and if you're one of those people who's a wanderer, who's come in from another dimension, it's like you need all the help you can get. I do, too. It's like it's, it's a real act of uh, creativity to find ways to feel totally present in 3D. And Terry, do you want to add something to that? Uh, well, I know that the Elohim are really, really uh, excited to be able to connect with the people here in this realm. It's like a whole missing part of the family when um, like the Earth people don't know that they're part of the family of all that is. And so it is a joy for the Elohim and the Ra group to be able to connect. And just the fact of connection brings a lot of joy joy and healing. Mm. Thank you. Well, let me officially call in the light, and then we're going to talk to them, okay? Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light surround and protect Terry and myself and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of life and transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the earth. And right now, we invoke a group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one to join with us and we create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now, and do we have our sources present? Yes. We greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. We are joyful to be able to connect and we hear an echo here. Yeah. Um, we, as we move into the earth sphere, we see the grief that is surrounding Orlando and spreading out over to a lesser extent to the world, but to the people of Florida and to the people of the United States. And it is a great boss. 
So we send healing energy and love light to everyone that has been bereaved. Do you have questions? Yeah, well, since we're, since we're talking about um, how the Elohim created the universe, you know, there was early on, I'm sure, points of very positive optimism and creativity from the Elohim's point of view, starting with, if you listen to our past calls, the creation of the amoeba and uh, how that was the first um, uh, creation with DNA and some kind of sexuality. And, you know, of course, it goes on for billions of years, and and from the Elohim's point of view, it's, it probably seems like it's all happening at once. When you go from the uh, a, a creation of the amoeba, or even before that, until now, is that like a fairly short period from your view, from your experience of time? No, it seems like it is not all happening at once. Like, it is individual events that create a history, a track upon which other events build the available awarenesses and the group that is formed then goes in many different ways. And we were very delighted to see the interactions of life that was created at the start. As you have been observing all of this flow from back then till now, of course, you have the experience of seeing... You know, there's there's a couple points of view on this, and maybe you could just comment on it as an overview. Obviously, there's a lot of suffering in this world. Obviously, there is this predisposition for small groups of people that have huge power and money to try to control everyone else. And uh, and they inflict horrible pain and suffering in various ways. But at the same time, there was an interesting thing in the raw material that at some point the higher realms made the decision that if everything was just uh, easy going in this realm, that no one evolved. And um, people just stayed in, in an enjoyable place but didn't grow. And the purpose of life and the universe is not to create static situations of just everyone is having a party. It's, it's, it seems like the intent is to create a momentum for the individual parts of the universe to come closer to what some people call Godhead, 
or the, the self-realization or, or um, connection with all that is. And so the question is, from your perspective, how do you view uh, the pain and suffering inflicted in this realm by service to self-entities with the desire to put negative in this realm to propel evolution of the species. Thank you. Uh, the infliction of pain from the negative, the step down from the pain that an individual can run into in the third density worlds. The third density worlds in the way that they have developed are and can be painful as the individual bodies disintegrate. There is the development of bodies that have had the painful memories that go from lifetime to lifetime, the painful body problems that develop when the body is not working well. There is plenty of stimulus without the negative inflicting pain to grow in that one learns eventually that they are not the body. They learn that they are the spirit. They learn that love is a basis for life. They learn the importance of love and as they see the loss that they experience when a loved one dies, they see that they, um, their own self has an importance in love. So the simple life-death cycle is a teacher, and the teacher teaches one that one is really beyond the life death cycle, and they learn eventually who they really are as when they come in to the earth cycle, they often forget and they think they are part and parcel of the physical world and they are not. So this is one of the biggest lessons to learn and it would be learned without the impetus of the negative speeding up the process. Let me, let me ask a question here. When the Elohim first started all of this, could they project the way that it was going to unfold 
or were you learning it as it unfolded? In other words, you're observing it, and you said, oh, it works this way, it works that way, and now we've got the negative, and da 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 And were you constantly reevaluating it, and was it a surprise to you to see how it worked? Everything is in the now. And as things were developed, we did not take a big look at the time trail, the track of time. We saw things happening in the present. So this was unfolding for us at the same time that it was unfolding in reality in the third dimension. The creation of other life forms played a part in that those life forms could then creatively begin to have impact in what happened to them. It was an unfoldment for us to see what these life forms would create. And so each of us, everyone listening now, is at one end of that creation cycle, uh, having most of us come through many, many lifetimes. And you have been observing all of this. And the thing about it is, you know, people think of you as God, but you have your own criteria. I, I say criteria, but maybe even cri- criteria is not the right word, that you may be part of the original creation of things, but once it got in motion and it was in motion, you had your own limitations about how you could interface with the creation that was in moment, in, in motion. Is, is that accurate? When we saw and observed the creation, we wanted to see how creatures that were created dealt with the creation of their own future. We wanted to see what they were made of. We wanted to see what the deficiencies and weaknesses were, what the strengths were, what life was made of. Would it be a representation of what we felt God was? And how would these life forms stand up to the creation of their own life? What was life made of? What was its creative potentials? What was its creative limitations? How much love did it express? And if it was tempted by material work or wealth, 
what, then would it take or would it ever get back to the love of the original creator? So, as in, in the case of what we're doing, it seems to me we're doing something rather unusual in this realm. And uh, can you share why Terry and I and the people on this line have this ability to do such an unusual and unique manifestation? Thank you. You both have a track in the past of being directly responsible for changes within the third density for bringing through information from higher sources and that is your connection, not just that you were chosen, you chose yourself. Can't hear you. At different times in the past, we could have been derivatives of the higher soul groups and and were, were space people seeding planets or something like that, uh, maybe even creating planets, if we go back far enough. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yes. And beyond that, earlier, you came into the physical universe to determine what it was all about and mm-hmm. how you could apply your own creative sparks to helping the whole cycle to evolve and go better. Mm -hmm. And at various times, we probably got screwed up by the negative in this realm, yes? Yes, but that is a little blip on your track, and Mm -hmm. the Overall progress is magnificent. Oh, thank you. I can see what we're doing. And uh, many, even people that are listening to us, and this all resonates, they could have had somewhat of a similar track or parallel track coming along trying to, uh, uh, to put it like in, in, in language, what you just said, is that the realm was evolving. There were beings in the realm. There were negatives starting to evolve in the realm. And many beings from higher realms chose to come in here to participate in this evolutionary process in a way that when you're in a body, you can participate uh, in a much more intimate, closer connection than when you're from the higher realms. Uh, And so many beings came here to participate in this, maybe you could say it was a giant universal experiment in 
evolution of consciousness. Is that is that kind of correct? Thank you. We take a look at the people who are on the call or who will listen to the call in the future and we see them. We do not look at their bodies. We look at the heroic nature of their light body, their inner face with the earth realm. And we see underneath them shining like stars in their heroic ventures. They may not realize you that are on the line may not realize your past or the heroicness of your nature and soul journey into a world that can be dark and isolated. You have the spark still of your ventureness, your wandering nature that seeks to make things right to fight for the good of the whole, the greatest good, to connect with home and know that you love and are loved beyond anything that you may feel was a sin or detrimental that you may have done, you can set that aside. That is merely a blip and do not carry it forward. Let it go. Thank you. You know, people sometimes think they have to do something of great magnificence and heroic stuff or, you know, public nature. But in fact, somebody that came in from a higher realm, if they can just manage to be strong enough to hold the higher realm frequency in this realm, doing ordinary things can be, I think that can be a great accomplishment. Am I correct, Dara? Yes, they bring forth for manifestation in this earth realm that you're in the light that shines, that leads, that guides, and makes a higher path and helps the ones that are following to find their way. You know, in the manifestation of Jesus, the life of Jesus. I believe Jesus was someone who became consciously aware that his role was to lift the vibration of people and this realm. And uh, it's interesting because we've had many conversations with Jerry Friedman about this. And uh, when Jesus knew he was going to be leaving, he told his disciples, don't start a religion around this. Uh, go two by two and minister to the people. So and when I study Jesus, I get many, 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 many indications. And he understood 
the bottom line thing of lifting the vibrations of people, of the planet, and being a catalyst to inspire that in other people. And it was, you know, he was, do- he was doing it. He was riding his bicycle. And I would assume when he was doing that, he was getting assistance from the Elohim and the rock groups. But can you comment on that? Thank you. Uh, Christ's consciousness was expressed through Perry and his frequencies and his vibration. He is connected to the Christ consciousness and was bringing it in to the third dimension as he could see fit both in healing techniques as a doctor and in spiritual vibrations to heal individuals that he came in contact with or came in contact with his books. Thank you. Um, 6.48, and I'll tell you what, I don't know if I, if, if, if I open things up so you can ask a question, you know, you who are listening, could you please, if you don't, if you don't ask a question that's on the topics of what we were talking about, I'm going to reject it. You can save that for a Wednesday, Okay. Uh, don't take the opportunity just to, you know, do anything other than ask about what we've been talking about. It, and let me see if there's too much noise on the line to allow this. Okay. Does anybody anybody have a have a question? Yeah, yeah, Wayne, I have a question. Now, who is that? This is Raiden. Go ahead, Raiden. Hey, I have a question uh, to the. Uh, raw on about if there's going to be an extension of the timeline or if the original 2017 is close to uh, uh, the wrap-up. It is undecided at this time. We have in the past given 2017 as a potential. Um, it can be extended. It depends upon the consciousness of the people of Earth. All right, this is Wynn Live, and I just want to say that these questions are all on the tape. So you can't ask a question on, right now because from Perry's not here channeling. So let me continue. Thank you. If, if we should suddenly get out there and reach large masses of people, that could make a difference, yes? That is correct. Thank you. Anyone else have a question? Don't be intimidated, guys. This is Joni. Go ahead. Uh, Can you name the ways that we can maintain the high vibrations to help the world? It is 
something that can be done individually in each little thing that you do mm-hmm. to put care and love into each little transaction, whether it is with a manifest thing, uh, washing the dishes, or whether it is with speaking with a neighbor, bringing in the care that you see is needed and it does not mean going past your desires of what to give. You keep it within what it is that you have personally the wish to give so that you yourself coordinate with your surroundings and you yourself get for yourself the things that you need from others in give and take so that you are not left out of that equation. Thank you. I find that when you're doing what seems to be like mundane tasks, it's like if you stop yourself and, you know, you're paying a bill and you say, okay, I bless this envelope. You're sending an email to someone and take a moment and send divine energy in what you're doing. You're going to make a phone call. A moment before you make the phone call, go into a little self-meditation and ask for uh, blessings to be with you on that call, particularly with somebody with a lot of conflicts. Anyone else have a question? Um, I have a question. Um, Yesterday, um, you guys mentioned about um, in order to connect with the uh, Elohim, uh, you need to remove energy blockages uh, from yourself. And I was wondering, is, is it more important to work to try to remove blockages or is it more important to try to pursue just like a positive uh, spiritual attitude or are they interrelated? Sometimes one does not know that they subconsciously are holding rigid within their own body matrix energies. One can begin to sense it when they feel that there is something blocking a flow. Maybe the body is out of alignment and can't seem to keep an alignment. Areas mm-hmm. of the body that tend to um, break down um, is an indication that maybe there is something earlier and they can ask to Elohim and the raw group for the release of energy. They can apply massage. They can apply acupuncture, different things to begin to get the energy flowing. They can take the proper nutrition to make sure they have enough lubrication in their system that the energies can be transferred from one point of the body to the other. You have an innately 
um, an, an innate feeling when something is out of kilter or out of alignment, so pay attention to that. Um, if um, somebody were to be able to clear their most of their blockages, would they start to naturally um, be more able to communicate with like the higher sources? It is an independent thing. It is an individual thing. Uh, if one is able to set aside any of the body blockages or any blockages or any stuck thoughts in the mind, would we'll just say, I'm going to set them aside for the moment, and then they would be able to communicate with the higher sources if they can get any of the localized body blocks out of the way, then they should be able to have energy and attention available for connection outside of their box or with the higher realms. Thank you. You know, I heard some... Um, I want to recapitulate what I just heard them say. You know, all of you are on this evolutionary path that are on this call, and um, otherwise I don't think you'd be keep coming. And there was a very clear thing, which one of the things to propel yourself on your evolutionary path is to clear your energy fields by acupuncture, by massage, go to the things that help you you know, you have part of, everyone has part of themselves that's creating this, these negative blockages through their body. And, you, you know, it's not a permanent release, because it, but it starts the path for a permanent release. And uh, you'll need it less and less. But get used to how it feels to open up, because all those, those things open you up acupuncture, massage, and all kinds of healing modalities. Next thing is maintain a high intention all the time. Every moment, don't lose the intent of putting more love into the world, even just by thinking it, by blessing where you walk, by blessing your emails, whatever, just keep that intent. And it may not seem like it's doing anything, but I guarantee you it will. And it takes time. But I know because I've worked that. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now if I hadn't done that for quite some period of time because I had all kinds of patterns to clear. And I wasn't really able to do this when we first started, at least not at the level we're doing it now. The other thing is to, um, of course, listen to our calls, and there's all kinds of triggers on these calls, all kinds of little things that um, if you go through our archives, you know, you never know what's going to come up and where it's going to be. And I know in my life there are many times when I heard things that triggered me that, you know, that were directly related to my own evolution 
but I didn't realize it at the time. You can go back to the old calls and, 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 and read the, the books, the reincarnation of Edgar Casey, the raw material, the creator God book, and all of those things. Don't think you know it. Even I can read any of those things and get something new out of it. So that's what I heard. And there's probably more, but at least and there's no time for them to say any more right now. So listen, thank you guys for being with us and bringing us through. What? I, I do have one more question, though, for our dear sources. It's too late, guys. It's 6.59, okay? BBS dropped us already. <laughs> it is. But it's an important question I have. Go ahead. That is, in our daily lives, have we noticed those, those chemtrails in the sky? Um, what is the best way for us to interact with it and our thoughts that we can uh, give it positive energy and, and turn the negativity around for the positive? There are two things. One of them is to protect yourself to get an air filter if you don't already have it, to... Make yourself in an environment with the cleanest air possible, with a humidifier, that you can have proper humidity in your environment to when the chemtrails are in the sky, to close your windows, to take off your air intake when you drive, to use a purifier in your car, that is the first means of protection. The other one is at the core of what is the corporation that is creating the chemtrails to individually send to the pilot to the people who are running that whole program who do not communicate with each other about what is going on in different levels that don't let the other higher, the lower levels know what the higher levels uh, have in mind so that they do not know to take it, your attention, intentions to the highest that there will be some sense given to surround those people with some opportunity, some thought for how to do things in a better way so in case that they decide to listen to their ethical self or to do something about it, that there is a strong ambience of ethics for them to choose from that is surrounding their space so that it is making it more likely that they will choose to work out in an ethical way, and it can be done from each of the pilots on up to each of the individuals at the higher levels that are involved. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. 
By the way, if you if you want to get an air filter, Terry has noticed we got one of these, and she noticed it makes a difference. And when it was off, it made a difference. It, the key word is HEPA, H-E-P-A. They're not that expensive. They, you can get it at Walmart even, but it must be a HEPA filter to take out the particles that are small enough um, that can be damaging because there's very small particles that are coming down from chemtrails. And then the ozone machine, if there's viruses coming down, will tend to deactivate the viruses if you run it occasionally in your environment. Okay, so on that note, I'm going to unmute everybody. Thank you. Hey, thank sweet you dreams. Thank you all for being here. Thank, thank you, Thank you from Seattle. Seattle. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Bye. Good night, everybody. Good thank, night. You. thank you. Thank you. That was that was a great that was a great call. Let me there we go. Just a moment. Hang on, hang on. All participants are unmuted. I want to remind everybody that there are positive things right, in the world. You just have to look out for them. I believe. And, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear yeah. you. I mean, no. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Yes, we can hear you. We can hear you fine. We can hear you fine. You just can't hear yourself. In another way. Code accepted. There are 13 participants in the conference. Please announce yourself. That was 
was more than 13. Sometimes we run technology, other times it runs us. <laughs> Turn off any speaker phones. All right, we got it. Orchestra. <laughs> yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear yeah. you. Boy, was that a good call. Yes, it was. Yes. Thank you. Yep. Lewis, are you there? Hello, Lewis. Lewis is not here. That would have been a really good call for him to listen to very carefully. Because it was addressing some of the things that he was dealing with at the beginning of the call. And um, You know, there's a difference between entertaining people, getting their attention, and talking about things that you think they're going to be interested in, and bringing in the spirit. And I have to distinguish between that, okay, when I'm doing what I do, and constantly uh, make the decision. Am I just being entertaining, or am I bringing in the spirit? And you know, we were talking about John Lennon and George at the beginning, and I feel both of them can come in on the spirit. They, they, they didn't do what they did to entertain, in particular, although they were very entertaining. And... They also touched people's spirits in a deep way, both of them, and perhaps the whole being. And um, did you guys enjoy that call? Yeah, that was great. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a wake-up because, you know, what happens is we all fall asleep, including me. And 
we lose our sense of purpose about what we're doing. And that was like a wake-up call to the sense of purpose. And um, it shows you the power of what listening to one of these calls can do and how it can transform your own sense of purpose. Um, and on that note, we're going to go through um, our healing list. CJ, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. I'll turn it over to CJ. And I thank you all of you. I call in the love light. Yeah. I call in the love light. Go ahead, Wynn. Would you like me to do it? Um, I was just going to do my little preamble. Okay, go ahead, you do it. Because we called it in already. <laughs> I call in the love light of protection around each and every person on this healing list. Listening to this call. Listening to a replay or reading a transcript. Terry Marie from Boulder City. One infinite creator, I ask for an abundance of love and light for Raiden in Sedona, that he may have a successful operation and be returned to complete health, healthy state of well-being. Thank you. We now give 10 seconds of intention and prayer for Raiden's perfect health. And we can start now. Thank you. Edward from Morgan City, Louisiana. Please place and surround myself and Elaine Green of Morgan City in the light and immerse us in the holy sound of the audible life stream. We thank you for the ongoing healings and the divine love you've been sending. May the blessings be. Thank you. Ten seconds for Edward's perfect health, starting now. Thank you. Ten seconds for Elaine Green's perfect health, starting now.
Thank you. John from Las Vegas. Please put Lauren Zania from Forks, Washington, Wynn from Sedona, Gloria from Las Vegas, Jack from Arizona, and Kathleen from New Mexico into the light for them to have perfect health. I ask that all of the above be done for the highest and greatest good of all concerned. Ten seconds of prayer for Lauren's perfect health, starting now. Thank you. Ten seconds for Wynne's perfect health, starting now. Thank you. Ten seconds for Gloria's perfect health, starting now. Thank you. Ten seconds for Jack Smith's perfect health, starting now. Thank you. Ten seconds for Kathleen's perfect health, starting now. Thank you. John from Las Vegas, please put the continued improvement of the U.S. economy, the strengthening of the U.S. dollar and the improvement of the world economy all into the love light so that many more people can be financially prosperous. <laughs> I ask for all of the above be done for the highest and greatest good of all concerned. Ten seconds for John's request starting now.
Thank you. John from Las Vegas. Thank you for the sovereign rights endowed upon the human race. I ask that people are allowed unrestricted access to travel anywhere in the world. I also ask that people are allowed to use virtual private networks to access any website on their computers. Ten seconds for John's request starting now. Thank you. John from Las Vegas. Please put decentralized cryptocurrencies into the love light for massive worldwide adoption and for them to become legal tender. Thank you for this perfect and fair monetary system that honors privacy and is free from capital gains tax. Please help decentralized cryptocurrencies to become more accessible and easier for people to use and understand. I ask that all of the above be done for the highest and greatest good of all concerned. Thank you. Ten seconds for John's request starting now. Thank you. Seija from England. Thank you, our beautiful friends in the higher realms. With gratitude and love for your divine intervention and manifestation of the Christ consciousness, bringing peaceful resolution, clearing and healing of the highest order over the earth. Thank you for the gentle release of built-up energies from inside Mother Earth to unpopulated places. Thank you for the people who are service to others, taking positions of power and influence. Thank you for your loving protection that surrounds them now and for your divine wisdom that guides all in the loving energy of the Christed light honouring that which is paramount, free will, for the highest and greatest good of all concerned in all timelines, densities and dimensions, now and forever. And so it is. Thank you. Ten seconds for Sage's request, starting now. Thank you. That is the last person on our healing list. I say thank you to our beautiful sources, the Elohim, the Ra group. Thank you to Terry, our other beautiful source on the other side, all of our friends on the other side. Um, Wynn, um, everyone on the call, Terry Marie, and anyone who I haven't mentioned, thank you. Lots of love and light to you all. 
Thank you, Sija. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sija. Thanks, Sija. God bless. Thank you. Thanks for examining George. And John and George. <laughs> and Shirley. I, I got to say, George <laughs> does the traveling The lady who does channeling. <laughs> best work he did. Thank you. Say that again. Say that again. The best work that George did, the best writing, was when he was with the Traveling Wilburys. And it was just, uh, it was just, my, my mom bought both albums and played them constantly. It was, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. I agree, definitely. Yes, I love the Traveling Wilburys, too. Very good. Cosmic. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't Tom Petty and Bob Dylan in, the, in that group? Yes, yes, and Roy Orbison. Roy Orbison, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's that's. He, George wrote some great stuff for that. It was really great. No, well, thank you, thank you for telling us. Mm -hmm. I want everybody to have a really happy Sunday, and save save that audio from today. Um. Put it to the side because that's a really good audio that can shift your energy. At least I experienced it. Definitely. And that's good. It's a great recording. Really good. Yeah. And thank you, Terry, for doing that, for doing all those recordings. We have two, <laughs> two, 2,000 recordings. Yeah. I'll talk to you later, Terry, okay? Okay. God bless. <laughs> Thank you all. Love and blessings. Much love and light to everyone. Yeah. Have a beautiful day, everybody. God bless.